You're watching No Go Zone with Henrik. our vast wealth and business connections to buy and control politicians who will then advance our evil agendas through the legislative process. We'll also want to buy a network of media outlets in order to garner public support for the politicians we control. Within several years, we'll be running the world without anyone even knowing. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to No Go Zone here on the 11th of January, 2024. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much uh, to everyone joining us live. Do apologize for being a bit late, uh, but that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, but if you're watching us in the archives, of course, uh, thank you for tuning in. BitChute, Rumble, Odyssey, heck, what else could we go up? Uh, VK, maybe you're watching on X, uh, or of course through our websites, redeyes.tv or redeyesmembers.com. Uh, you can catch us on uh, Locals now as well, and uh, we do upload our members' content to our subscribe store and stuff like that, so you can catch that there. All right, actually, everything, <coughs> excuse me, everything goes up on subscribe store, so you can watch everything there as well, to be honest. But uh, all right, anyway. We have a jam-packed show. We got to talk. Uh, keep talking about these. Uh, the the how deep the rabbi hole really really goes. Everyone's covering this, but it's uh, it's so much fun. How, how can we 
I'm not going to bail out now. Got to do. Got to keep covering this here. There, there's some updates, uh, not too much, but there's some updates in terms of what's you know been going on uh, at uh, 7070 there in Crown Heights, the uh, Chabad uh, building, uh, and apparently they're moving ahead with uh, what do you call it? I'm cementing it in, filling it in. Uh, it looks like, unless something last minute kind of happens. Uh, but anyways, we'll talk about that. We do have some other stuff a little bit later too that we will uh, get to but uh, i guess i just i should mention the uh the song there that we played in the beginning uh foundering check uh, check him out if you haven't i think we played we played a song with him a while back um what was it called again yeah oy vey the goyim no right this one uh, which is pretty good i think i re-uploaded it to uh to x i think uh which been you know they've been doing well over there so foundering one uh, i guess it's his uh, handle on x or twitter if you want to catch him there good stuff that's the way to do it sometimes. You can't, I think he has a line, right? If you can't say it, you can sing it or something. <laughs> That's how it goes. All right. So, underground rabbis, huh? That's uh, that's really the uh, that's really the story here. <clears throat> the last uh, last couple of days or so, it's uh, hilarious. The memes makes themselves, as it were. Uh, so, uh, one thing I guess we could start with saying is that the one of the earlier threads on this were completely removed i think it was f-r-u-m tiktok from tiktok uh that is uh, they deleted that for some reason i'm not sure why information liberation covered that too mega viral twitter thread showing chabad tunnel under synagogue deleted to fight anti-semitism i guess it didn't oh here's the here's the post on it sorry Man, I still have this cough. Do apologize for that, guys. Update: I've been. I decided to delete the entire thread about the Chabad tunnels. I will not allow my account to be used by anti-Semitic Jew haters to promote their pathetic hatred of religious Jews. I will continue to inspire, entertain, and spread love in the world. Okay, well there you go. So there you have it. Uh, I guess it was anti-Semitic there to uh, to uh, to see what was really going on. Uh, at the Chabad house. Now there are some uh, there are some stories in terms of like what actually the the, the internal division. I, I, I guess I guess it's true, right? I listened to an interview with one rabbi, and wh- wh- what does the saying goes? You get th- three rabbis in a room, and you have three three hundred opinions, or what, what is it? Something to that effect. Uh, so you're gonna, you're going to have a lot of. I guess not only opinions, but actually like, well, this is really what happened, right? The whole uh, thing about COVID that the, the, they started digging because of the kind of staunch COVID restrictions in New York at that time turned out not to be uh, real, uh, but they were using that. They were using that in the Daily Forward. We're using that. And I think, uh, was it this source or was it another one that, uh, no, it was from um, the Crown Heights website, actually. We'll look at that in a moment. Uh, that showed that they said, well, actually, that was not the reason why they started building or whatever. But it, apparently there's this expansion thing. There's like, there is, you know, there's many different and I, can't, yeah, I was listening to this interview with this rabbi, I forget what, what his name was, but he's talking so fast that there's so many, you know, uh, Rabbi Chaim and Rabbi Schneeshen and Shmuji Smulish, and I, I just can't, he's like, slow down, I can't hear what you're saying, it's too many, too many names here, but apparently there's like tons of different little internal sects that's using the building, some are upstairs, some is downstairs and, and whatnot. Uh, but I tell you this much, though. Uh, I guess this is just a front entrance or whatnot, because it's obviously much bigger than just th- what you see, you know, kind of on the, on the on the front entrance here. I think it's quite extensive behind, and then of course now it's underneath as well, and all this stuff, right? But yeah, so there's an internal squabble here. 
Uh, and apparently there was some, uh, Ryan Dawson was right on that when we did the, the show with him yesterday, they were uploaded. Many of them apparently were Israeli, right? And they have these international organizations and they have the right to use it. There's one group that owns the building. I forget what they were called, but that, that question was answered. I think I uh, talked with Ryan about that. Uh, and anyway, so... So there is this internal squabbles. I guess that's 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 real. That's true. What's interesting though is the kind of the def deflection, I guess, of how they started to kind of blame each other, <laughs> blame each other, and they they start decided to focus on the younger group, which I guess were, were these Israelis, and basically said, "Oh well, it's them doing this. It's basically them." So some of them want to expand it. Uh, there's not enough room there, and of course, instead of I guess building something new or maybe buying a building adjacent to it or something like that. I guess they figure they're just gonna dig down, dig down deep, and then just expand it downward instead. Uh, so I guess there's some truth to that. But there's still all these questions, like why, why the why the strange attitude around this of like, oh well, is this safe for building codes? And you know, there's like, well, this is you know illegal, right? I mean, someone should end up in trouble, I would assume here, right? But it's been very hands-off approach by the police and stuff like that. And it's kind of bizarre the way that they're like, kind of, uh, you know, not not really. What I'm saying is, and I talked with Mark Collett about this yesterday when I went on his show, right? But if this was like some, uh, you know, some some white, you know, insert whatever you want here, but like some white supremacist group, you know, allegedly or whatever, uh, that owns some compound or some building or something. And, you know, they were like digging tunnels or trying to expand underneath or to go in under, under part of other buildings that they might not own or whatever. There would be like a, you know, terrorist investigation here. So what the hell is going on? And then on top of this, the fact that they're like, they're Israelis. They're not, they're, they're like, you know, not even like, uh, you know, American Jews doing this kind of stuff. Like, well, what, what are they doing, right? And then, of course, you have the hilarious stuff about the fact that there was like, so much kvetching about the Hamas tunnels. <laughs> and then we get this like, here's the Rabbi Chabad tunnels. Chabad tunnels, good. Hamas tunnels, bad. That's kind of what it goes, right? All right. Anyway, I missed, uh, let me do this from Ryan Triple G. He posted this, I saw, uh, before we even, uh, before I even uh, started up the stream here. Uh, good to see you. Ryan Triple G, how are you doing? He says, little Saint Hugh was a 12-year-old boy who was murdered by Jews in blo a bloodletting ritual in the year 1255. Uh, you can visit his grave at the Lincoln Cathedral in England, really. The painting Blood Libel, created in 1493, depicts this heinous crime. Who do you believe, white man? Your ancestors or Jews? Uh, well, is this the one by, uh, is, that, is that the one by El Greco or something? 1493, I would assume that it's maybe related to that. Let me see the painting. I'm just interested in that. Some great pieces at that time. Uh, no, Gadi Lutzo Voguera, I think it is. Oh, that, that painting, right here it is. Okay, yeah, here's the painting. Prominent Italian painter unveils a work depicting anti-Semitic blood libel. Uh, okay, well, this is, oh, is this some new thing? Uh, no, this has got to be one of the old ones, right? What, what, is, what does it say that prominent unveils? What does it say? Anyway. Uploads the martyrdom of Saint Simon of Trenter for Jewish ritual murder. Oh, okay, so this is not that one. Okay, all right. Anyway, I'll, I'll search for it later then. I thought it was easy to find it. There are a couple of those, I believe. So, uh, thank you, Ryan. Appreciate that. Appreciate the input. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Dear Sharuska, by the way, we got your um, 
we received your uh, gift. We'll probably show that tomorrow, actually, on the Flashback Friday show. So thank you so much. It did arrive. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, we are going to have Devin Stack with us tomorrow uh, for Flashback Friday, by the way. Uh, Lana might join us the first hour. I'm not sure yet. Uh, depends on. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But Devin will be there, so that'll, that'll be a good show. So definitely tune in tomorrow. Uh, there will be a laid-back show here today. Not too much, uh, you know. Well, there's a lot, quite a lot bit to cover, actually. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do kind of laid-back today. That's how it goes. Uh, thank you to Shurisker. He says, uh, the media are already screaming about anti-tunnelism. <laughs> there you go. It was a tunnel. Yeah, tunnel vision, tunnel gate. It was a... Uh, great keepers or something as a gatekeeper but like crawling out of the grates of the storm drains and uh, it's i don't know it's just thank you it's 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 hilarious uh ugandalf says glad you got over that cold already well not quite i'm still like man i tell you this shit lingers i hate to whine about i'm so tired of whining about it but i just it's something is different uh that is true and i don't think it's just because we have young kids and you know kids get sick and that stuff and you're sleep deprived i think it's something else on top of it i'm not sure what it is hopefully it's nothing like my immune system or some shit like that uh anyway thank you hopefully lana and the kids are well yes for the most part the kids i've gotten out of it uh uh sigurd and lana still kind of yeah 20 percent there i'd say 20 20 there but it's it's getting it's being pushed out finally uh man these sewer robotniks are quite something right Speaking of sewers, sewers, have you seen Owen Benjamin going Deus Vult against the Pajits on Twitter? I have not. Fair criticism. Let me see here. Was that cut off? Uh, fair criticism or De Hindu? <laughs> I've not seen that. I saw his. Uh, I saw his funny video on Stephen Hawking. Now, of course, it turns out. Uh, I think for the most part that that was a big uh, lie about him liking midgets and writing on chalkboards and stuff. The guy that did that post said, well, I thought it was so exaggerated that no one would believe it, but unfortunately that's kind of how it is. It, look, it's uh, it's such it's such clown, clown world we're in now so that it's very hard to determine just how crazy shit is actually uh, uh, getting, right? But uh, usually usually I kind of have that like nah, I don't know about this one. It, and it's not always it's not always correct. It's not always correct but, uh, you know, maybe 90% of the time it works. Like, ah, there, I don't know about this. There's something here and you look into it and dig a little bit more. And I'm not just talking about you know, something being fact-checked or whatever. And like, oh, well, that proves it. That All that, sh- that sh- shit could be, you know, fake uh, as well, obviously. And uh, or, or obfuscated. The, usually they do some hair-splitting thing, right? It's like a, a general thing that you discuss and it's like, well, most of it is true, but then they hone in on this little detail, which means, well, none, therefore the claim is not true because this little detail of this aspect of it was not true. You know, so you gotta, you gotta, kind of, you gotta look into it for yourself, basically. But uh, no, I'll check that out. Thank you, uh, you Gandalf. Appreciate that. Uh, let me see. What else we have here? Red Wolf One. Keep up the good work, Red Eyes. Where can I get a hat like that? You know, a lot of people have asked about it. We're gonna reach out to the. A uh, gentleman who uh, sent these to us, very generous. He sent us a, a bunch of them, a couple of different, you know, prints and stuff like that. And uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, ask him how much uh, he can, how many, I guess, he can produce, and we'll uh, put him in the merch shop. That is the goal uh, this year of actually rolling around and getting that. We have uh, some mug designs working on. We'll probably do some beanie, we'll do some high, you know, high quality, good good ships. So it's not just like some, you know, crappy cafe press that <laughs> breaks after a week or whatever. Um, yeah, some mugs, some hats, uh, some beanies. Uh, we'll pro- obviously we'll do some T-shirts and stuff like that as well. So thank you, Red Wolf One. Uh, we'll announce it on the show once it's ready. Thank you so much. Uh, maybe next time. Says uh, and 
Ver verily Jehovah condemned verily and verily Jehovah condemned them and their descendants to dig below the earth for their crimes. Leviticus. Is that an actual quote or are you are you shitting me? <laughs> Leviticus, that's funny. Maybe it is maybe it's true. I gotta look it up, I guess. Verily. Verily. I'm trying to remember what that means. Anyway, thank you. Uh, maybe next time. Appreciate that. All right. We got, I think we got handsome truth over on uh, entropy as well. Good to see you, man. Yes, what was it Mark said yesterday? You're out of out of prison. Sorry, I had to do it, but uh, you know that's that's how it goes when uh, DeSantis goes to Israel to write those laws or whatever. But uh, anyway, uh, he says, "Hey, Henrik, want to come on my show uh, over on GTV and let's name some of the noses? I'm fresh out of jail. Uh, how was that like, man? Shit. I guess I want to ask you. They uh, can't stop the inevitable. They can stop the. They can't stop the European awakening. I know we've had our different approaches, but I think it would be a great, uh, great content. Uh, yeah, definitely. Reach out to me. Uh, I'm not. Are you on? Uh, Twitter or X? This would be the easiest to DM me there. Otherwise, se uh, send me an email, uh, redice at protomail.com, and uh, reach reach me that way. It's really the easiest, to be honest. Thank you, Handsome Truth. Appreciate that. Uh, glad you're out. Anyway, thank you. All right. Uh, okay. So, appreciate it, guys. Thank you for the support. Let's... Uh, what do I want to cover here first? Yeah, so they removed the thread, and then we had a couple of... Uh, what do we have here? We had a couple of, I mean, you've seen the, I we have to rewatch all this again. We showed it in the, you know, the show with Ryan Dawson here. I, I think most of you guys have seen it, so I'm not sure if, if it's redundant, but it's just, it, it's just so crazy. Right? <laughs> and the, the fact that it was like this riot kind of, um, you know, uh, vibes or what do you call it? Like, uh, uh, uh you know, riot, uh, conditions, I guess maybe that's a good, better term for it. Uh, by some of these uh, uh, rabbis, right? And the way they're like pushing over their uh, their benches and stuff like that and the shit on the police, uh, you know, and the cops is just kind of, you know, kind of standing there, standing around, not uh, not reacting that much, to be honest. I think it's the next clip here. Is this the one? Let me see here. I don't think, I think this is extended. Let me go over to that. Yeah, here it is. Look at this here. That's right. So this is not aimed like at the uh, police necessarily. I, I mean, the, the 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 anger, right? In this sense, is that oh, well, they, they are showing up and trying to. I'm not sure who they're trying to protect. I guess they're just trying to keep the order here or keep the peace in some kind of way, <laughs> in, in some minimal activity. But yeah, you know, they normal. Sir, if this was if this was other groups, I think they had uh, they had their uh, bear spray out by another mace out and shit. You know, weapons drawn. Hey, push back a little bit right there. Oh, they added this in on there too. Okay, great. Well, this is the, this is the classic here. I, I I tell you this much about this clip. I am very impressed. By how, uh, and here's some of the rest. How his garb does not get stuck in the in the grates there, right? Look at that. I mean, if you if you show that, it's like that edge is like right there. I almost have to draw on there. That edge is like right there, and he's not. He doesn't get stuck. It's almost like supernatural the way he does not get <laughs> stuck in that shit like that. It's like you can see it kind of in that when he right there. See how close that is? It's kind of hard to see now because I'm. A, you know the uh, the cursor is kind of over it there, the timeline. 
But, uh, yeah, he's, he, he doesn't get stuck. He just he gets out of there. Scurries out of there. <laughs> uh, and here's some of the arrests, right? So apparently, so these are then, young, presumably, some of the, the younger kind of uh, Israeli Chabadniks that they're uh, escorting out right there. Uh, and they were kind of laughing about it, and they were dancing around and stuff. And uh, I'm not sure if there's any extended, like, um, like sentences because of this, but the fact that they're not Americans and foreign nationals is is something is that different? You know, what I mean, I haven't seen anything about that yet, uh, so we'll follow up on that too. Uh, but this, so there was an extended. This I haven't shown yet, and maybe not all of you have seen this, but the extended uh, underground uh, tunnel shot here, and there's no sound on this. But first, it was like, what? Can we get a confirmation of where this is? I don't know what it was, and and, and then, but I see on the side of there, obviously, on the left hand side, you could see. Uh, Rabbi Schneerson's some sticker right there. I'm not sure what what does it say there. Man, that's too far away from where you see. Uh, it's hard to see. Welcome, maybe something. Yeah, welcome, Hasidim or muse- museum? Is that what it says? Anyway, I can't see that. It's too blurry on my end. Anyway, uh, but anyway, so let, let's play this. Uh, an awful mess. But it's the point is it, it goes for quite a bit. I mean, maybe this maybe this aspect is part of the already existing cellar structure or something like that. And then once they get down deep in here, you can see the dirt and stuff. And now it's and, but still look at the, uh, the like the, the tiled wall there and shit like that. So how deep does this go? Uh, I, I I don't know. And of course, there's the. Uh, the high chair that people are, uh, you know, focusing in on as well, right? Do you see that? <laughs> Greco Blossom, someone found it, I guess, doing the Wayfair shit here. Greco Blossom, one, uh, six-in-one convertible high chair. And people were, of course, I mean, look, you can, like, you know, you can, how do we, how do we, <laughs> how, do we how do we approach this here? Um, as we'll see a little bit later, there's reason to be suspicious because these are things that have uh, are, are prominent within uh, you know Orthodox Judaism, just as it is in Islam, and of course people talk about the Catholics all the time and you know things like that. And of course now it's happening everywhere. Now it's just pedophiles everywhere. Essentially now it's like you know deeply infested into every aspect of society and its schools and it's you know everywhere. Essentially like the, the you know entertainment everywhere. Um, I understand this idea of like, oh, okay, well, they, they store things in their basement, right? <laughs> they, they, they keep things there, but it's still kind of odd, right? Same thing with this, uh, the stained mattress that, uh, that was shot, uh, you know, or, or screenshotted, I guess, in, in some of the videos as well, right? It's like, okay, you know, it doesn't, you know, prove anything, it doesn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? It can just be... Okay, so they have, you know, they have different quarters here in this building, as far as I understand it, right? So they have uh, people presumably sleeping over and shit like that. So is this some someone soiled themselves? It was a, uh, who I don't know, right? It was some baby that slept here, or maybe it was some girl that had her peer. I don't know, right? All, all these questions. And so maybe it was just a dirty mattress. And so maybe they just kind of shoved that in there and, and, and hid it, uh, you know, <laughs> in their basement or something. I don't know. Uh, but the point is, you know, because immediately people were, where's the other screenshot? Yeah, so people were doing this, right? They pulled out the, move the Podesta artwork, right? Connecting Pizza Gate and stuff like that, showing that it, it doesn't, it doesn't prove that by just this mattress, obviously. But however, as we'll see later, 
it's not completely unfounded to ask those types of uh, questions, right? Obviously. Um, because they, they, this is a huge problem within uh, Orthodox Judaism, as, we, as we'll see in a moment. Uh, but uh, the surprising thing then is the police, right? That, well, they should have asked, asked, asked more uh, questions, do more investigation. Don't just, uh, you know, fill it up here with concrete and, 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 and you know, like you get it. Someone's got to, from the legal aspect, look into this shit and see what was going on. What's the reason? Uh, how deep did the tunnels go? And if they're sneaking out, like outside of the building and stuff, and it's going up in the streets, all these places, like, okay, where else is it going? Right? All right. Uh, so we had a, the cop here, right? This is after the arrest. It's kind of interesting. Are you from Israel? Asked the cops from New York uh, or NYPD, New York Police Department. Yes, rep- <laughs> replies the settler pedophile Zionist. Uh, we don't do that in America, states the cop. Why you need to Well, they do. They do now when they, they when they come in, I guess. Why you need to What is he saying there? Why you need to why do you need to expense us? Why you need to expense us? Maybe he's talking about pulling it out. I'm not sure. Or like pull, you know, cr- uh, breaking up the wall essentially, right? I'm not sure if the cops did that. That's the one question I have at this point. Um, did they break this open to investigate, or was it that other, you know, the rival, rivaling factions? Uh, within Chabad that like, you know, screw this shit, we're, we're busting it open or whatnot. It's weird how this has been going on for such a long time, though, and it didn't escalate until now. This other rabbi I was listening to uh, doing an interview about this. And, of course, he can embellish this or he can cover up. Th- you know, there's all kinds of you know possibilities here. But he was like, there's been some lawsuit for like over 10 years rolling about, uh, I guess, ownership over the... Um, no, not ownership of the of the building, but uh, essentially, as far as I understood it, of like what what strand is, is like kind of the, the 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 leading one, or like these these internal disputes that they have about this. And there's some, you know, they want to follow Schneerson like he's alive, and some believe, well, we got to move on from the, you know, I, I don't know. This is all these internal squabbles, as it always is. There's the denominations, uh, cults and sects, you know, they kind of break off or whatever. Um, but uh, they, they should just um, make, a, make a new one. Appar- apparently, as far as I understand, one of the reasons why they're fighting over this actual building as well is because Schneerson was there and it was blessed or whatever the hell he was. So they, some of them see this as like the same as, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the temple or <laughs> shit like that, like in, in a Jerusalem. So they see this as a, as a sacred holy site, apparently. So that's why they won't just like, all right, we'll leave and we'll buy another building or something, or we'll build something else somewhere uh, or convert something over and do our shit there. Uh, so no, they're jockeying for power over this thing. I guess, I guess that's that seems to be a, a legit kind of reason for why this kind of bubbled up to the surface. But no, not the COVID stuff. It began apparently before then, and they want to expand it because there's no room and it's so many people there now. And, it, you know, it's just expand. Uh, you know, their group is expanding, right? They have tons of kids, these uh, Hasidic Jews. Um, so it's just not enough room. So I guess they're just uh, digging it up. Instead, who knows what they wanted to do down there beyond that, though. Uh, okay. What do we do here? <clears throat> 
Let me read this one here. Michael 57, DE, good to see you, man. It was a while ago. Hail Henrik, hail our gods, and hail our folk. It is not supernatural how that you'd got through the grate without getting snagged. Just lots of prior experience slash practice. You could be right. You could be right on that. I just know if I if I would have tried to do some shit, I I bet you I get a, I get a, I would have got snagged in that shit. But he was just like he just man, he was an expert in that, an expert. I think you're right. It's it's a lot of experience on that. Uh, colonizer grind set, nice. Uh, pizza rat me, meat pizza pizza gate rat. <laughs> That's funny. Rats scurrying out of sewers. That's what uh, some of the images here that people were. Uh, it was some great like uh, AI memes and things like that too. Obviously, uh, didn't we? What others did we have? We had. Didn't I bring a few of them in? Let me see here. Oh, it was the. Oh, I know it was the Ben Shapiro ones. Oh, I forgot. Let me let me show you those. That was kind of funny. Let me see here. Again, sorry guys, a little, a little more laid back here today. Uh, these are Judeo-Christian tunnels, okay? <laughs> What's on? Sir, they found a second soiled mattress in the New York Jew tunnels. <laughs> Fantastic. The memes have been gold, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay. So, move, moving, <laughs> moving on here a little bit. Uh, I guess this one, speaking of cons- conservative influencers, uh... Acting up on this here, conservative influencers Chabad Tunnels is hacking based. Yes, Tim Pool here. If the secret Jewish tunnel was built so Jews could worship after New York illegally and unconstitutionally locked up, uh, locked down places of worship, then I say based as fuck. Uh, which of course then will not uh, uh, the story, right? We'll look at that in a second here. After news surface that Chabad Lubavitch had a secret tunnel built under their headquarters in Crown Heights. Conservative influencers sprung into action to tell their millions of followers that the Orthodox Jewish sect is heckin' based Reno. Boxing MD. I don't even know who this is. Uh, New York uh, police arrests and seals off tunnels created in a Brooklyn Chabad, a Hasidic Jewish synagogue. The tunnels were created to avoid the constant shutdown by the oppressive New York City COVID regime. Republicans should admire their fight for religious freedoms against a tyrannical government. It's funny. Now, okay, now do uh, Hamas, right? Of like, well if, you, well, if you have bombs dropping on your head, what do you do then? Is that worse than COVID restrictions? Hmm. Am I understanding this right? The quoting says, the new cops just shut down literal tunnels Hasidic Jews dug just so they could worship during insane COVID lockdowns while New York City is entirely overrun by crime and illegal immigrants. Uh, okay. And here's, of course, Michael Knowles, who didn't, he didn't have the COVID line. He just says, the news about the secret Jewish tunnels in Crown Heights reminds me that Chabadniks are some of my very favorite people. Great, uh, great thing to double down on here. Michael Knowles describes the story of the illegal Jewish tunnels as delightful, asserting that we can all learn a political lesson from Jews. Uh, yes. How long is it? There's a secret Jewish tunnel in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. And we at the Michael Knowles Show have obtained exclusive footage, actually, of, of the extent of these tunnel networks. Uh, roll the tape. Bit. Second, what's underneath that side? Made a brick to 
Oh, okay. So he's oh, playing that too. Oh, wait a second. It's... All right. Okay. No, no. I, I think we need to verify that footage. I'm not sure that that is. Okay, we've got other footage, though. Uh, the footage came out last night. And this is in the worldwide headquarters of Chabad. Now, for those of you who did not... I thought the worldwide headquarter was the uh, one in Ukraine. Am I wrong on that or what? I thought that's actually where Schneerson set that up first. That's like the largest Chabad shit in the world. I don't think it was, I, I don't think it's in Kiev. I think it's more eastern than that, is it? Uh, I looked at it. Grow up in New York, as I did. You probably don't know what Chabad is. And you probably don't know. You probably, yeah, this is him speaking to his audience on Daily Wire, where they're pro- promoting Judeo-Christian shit all the time, and the Judeo this, and has, you know, or, or Jewish blah 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 all the time. You don't even know what Chabad is. Well, maybe maybe you should look into it a little bit. Very much about all the different factions of Jews. Having grown up uh, in New York, where most of my friends were Jews, and like most people just around me were Jews, I am fairly well acquainted with the, the distinctions between. The Chabad Lubavitch Jews, which is that these are the ones with the shul in the tunnel. Then there's another group that kind of look like them, which is the Haredi Jews, sometimes called the ultra Orthodox Jews. Then there are the Reform Jews. They're the ones who aren't all that religious, but you know they eat a lot of bagels or something. Then there are the conservative Jews. Yeah, they don't do anything else than that. To take the religion a little bit more seriously. Then there are just all these different distinctions, and the one we're talking about here is uh, Chabad. This whole story reminds me of of one fact, which is I really like the Chabadniks. And and the story is not just a local story about New York. The story is not just sensationalist and silly because it's really weird. Uh, the story actually has political... Yeah, it's, it's just weird. There's nothing else other than that. ...import for all of us because I think everybody can learn a political lesson from the Habadniks. The reason I like the Habadniks is okay, not just let's, because... Let's, let's see what this angle is here. They're personally uh, very charming people. It's because they have been able to maintain tradition and... Ah, ah, yes, here we go. But, but of course, the white supremacists and white identitarians are bad. <clears throat> Am I right, Michael Knowles? Maybe he has to, maybe it could be, yeah, to be fair, maybe he's been less kind of concerned with that. But then isn't he one of the guys that quickly jumped on? And maybe he's changed it to now a little bit, kind of like Charlie Kirk, I guess, like with all the anti-white shit. He's just, they've kind of eased off on, I could be wrong, but he might have eased off a little bit on that kind of, those kinds of claims. But you bet your ass that it's like if there's some like specific you know, white identitarian group or something. Most of them, most of these guys, I don't know directly about Michael Knowles because I don't watch his show, obviously, all the time. Um, most of them are, 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 you know, cracking down. Well, this is leftism, right? Ide- we are not into identitarian politics. Uh, that's what the leftists do, whatever. But look at his tune now. Now it's great. Look at how they've been preserving their identity. Coherence within their community and big families and political power that they can wield. Ooh, easy with the uh, anti-Semitic remarks there. In their communities, while also thriving in modernity. They've, they've done something that, that a lot of people have struggled to do, and it's a lesson that any traditional sort of person uh, might be able to copy. Apparently what was going on in this tunnel story well, you heard it uh, directly <clears throat> endorsed here by Michael Knowles. 
let's copy the tunnel systems. Let's let's buy some buildings, gents. <laughs> let's let's make some secret tunnels. We'll see. We'll see what the coverage is. Then. Is there's a debate over who has the rights to operate the Chabad headquarters, and there are two groups. There is the Chabad International, call it, you know, the the global organization. And then there's this group of particularly zealous, I suppose, it's being reported as messianic kind of Habadniks, students who had come in and were insisting on digging this thing. So, But the question is how they have right, the, the whole thing was like, well, how do they have rights to come in and use this and to to do these kinds of things, right? And apparently they just they just took that claim onto themselves. This rabbi was listening and he was like, well, it's the leadership and they haven't taken responsibility and they just, you know, the... They uh, out chutzpahed the chutzpah uh, guys, and now the chutzpah was so ins- it was so insane by these Israeli students. And I'm thinking maybe, look, there's probably some division. I'm not trying to say that, but maybe there's a little bit of a, some kind of cover story there as well. Maybe there was a disagreement along the way, but this this seems to have been going on long enough that no one had a problem with it up until very recently. Or maybe that became a dividing point in order to try to drive out the other group over something else or or whatever. I don't know. Internal drama. I don't. You know, it's sure if you want to understand the situation or whatnot. But the point is, this had been going for a while. That's my point. It wasn't like, oh, now they're building. No, it was some disagreement for a different reason. And now they're like, let's get the cops involved. Let's 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 uh, just just try to get these guys out of here, essentially. Uh, but there was no regarding the tunnels themselves. I don't think there was any internal. Uh, dispute about right and uh, some th- people have even uh, justified it say well what we were supposed to do uh, anti-semitism thing that would deflate a lot of Look at the that later conspiracy theories that i've seen fl- floating around i know because you know the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth is six months when it's dr fauci and all these guys saying it uh, people are open to these sorts of things but i think something that de- but not on this one <laughs> <I'm> right <laughs> deflates some of the theories uh, about mm-hmm. the habadniks in brooklyn is it was one group of the Habadniks that ordered the tunnel to be filled in the first place. It's not as though there was just this unified movement to d- dig a secret tunnel. So you're telling me they've been doing this and digging this for how long before they finally then, what? Oh, can you please stop digging under the tunnels? It could, do you know what you're doing? It could collapse our building, all these things. I don't know, there's something, something weird with that too. To be honest, it was this group of uh, students who were who were digging it, contrary to the wishes of the people who had the legal right to operate the school. And so then they call in the cops and they try to fill in this thing. Uh, and and this inter intra Chabad battle will go on and on and on. But even Trouble with that, one, it shows you that all political communities have these debates and these factions and these rivals. Is it a political community? Parties. But broadly speaking, I guess you can't separate uh, religious from political really they tried to but that's just dumb everything is i guess everything is political which ironically is is a religious thing it's a belief system ultimately right these guys dress in a respectable way they take their religion seriously (laughs) they have big families they even when there is factionalism they operate in a way that is politically cohesive and effective well, when the, sure, when there's an external enemy, maybe or something, a, a goal that they can unite around, around. Yes, but as soon as you know, <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as there's like uh, internal squabbles, which of course is very common, uh, they apparently turn on each other very, very quickly, and a lot of a lot of disagreements, a lot of infighting. That's something we should all seek to emulate. I think 
even if we don't dig the tunnels, which is generally probably a bad idea and might threaten the buildings around them. All in all, a- yeah, but what what do they use them for? Was it just oh expansion so we can like have more uh, another shul down there? Is that what? It- <laughs> What's the what's the reason? Like, who was driving it? What's the reason? Investigate, figure it out. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm not sure. We what I'm saying is I don't have I don't have access to these people. I'm saying this is what the cops are supposed to do, right? But they're like treating this with kitty gloves. So anyway, so here's the crownheights.info uh, Chabad official website, and here's the editor note uh, to this. Then a previous version of this article included an assumption that the work on the tunnel began during COVID. An assumption that has proven to be wrong. Crownheights.info has confirmed through a neighbor who had access to the mikvah that as of six months ago, no work on the tunnel had begun. Oh, really? So it is fairly recent then. Okay, the article has been corrected to show the accurate information. And then it's like, well, is that a, is that a, is that a cover-up, in a cover-up of... <laughs> maybe this shit has been going on for 10 years. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Um... Yeah, Libs of TikTok's Chaya Raichik, who is a Chabadnik herself, put out the official Chabad line on Twitter blaming teens for building the tunnel under the synagogue, quote, on their own against the will of, quote, synagogue leadership, right? And this is what I'm talking about. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. They would just kick them out right away. I, I don't understand. Oh, well, there's nothing. Sure, they're building, you know, tunnels here and undermining the whole uh, building potentially, but there's nothing we can do. Seems odd, doesn't it? Gen Z was taught that nothing is more important than their feelings, and now they're emboldened to act entitled and spoiled with zero regard of uh, respect for others, Rachik said. We keep seeing this time and time again in all our institutions. We must fix the broken education system. The future of our country depends on it. Hmm. Uh, and then, of course, it was a community post here, I guess, right? Uh, this post is misleading. Reading a community note on her post, many people were seeing entering and exiting the tunnel. Additionally, the riot at the tunnel entrance suggests there were many people involved in the operation. Now, that's true. Uh, and there's the footage that we showed here a little bit earlier. Uh, all right. Yavi, Yavi Yemeni says here, Notice how many of the COVID freedom fighters are attacking these Jews for building a tunnel during lockdown in defiance of the unconstitutional restrictions. We get it. You hate Jews, even based ones. Ah, jeez. Okay, yeah, so the COVID line is funny. It was exposed there. Uh, what is the problem with having a secret Jewish tunnel under their synagogue? Wall Street Silver. It's funny, are all these accounts, um, Wall Street Silver, uh, End Wokeness, right? All these, are, are they all are they all Jewish? Is that, is that, <laughs> is that confirmed or what? Because uh, they're, they're all been very interesting on these things. And sometimes I wonder too, like the fact that they... Economy, like X started, you know, monetizing and stuff like that. And of course, a lot of those accounts are pushed by Elon as well and stuff like that. But it, but you do have the you do have that interesting aspect of this of like all of a sudden you have these accounts that kind of like may, may, look maybe end wokeness has been there for many many years. And I know you can I, I'm not going to do it now, but you, you can you know I can just go on his profile and say when the hell it was started or whatever. But still, kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. You know what I mean? But these are the accounts that are pushed, they go very well in the algorithm, they get monetized, and in many regards, those are the types of accounts they just snatch shit from others and post it as their own. And the point is, it's it's that aspect that then they become the focal point, they get all the attention, and yes, they even get the, you know, the uh, ad revenue share program uh, that X or Twitter has running. 
thereby preventing others from kind of occupying that space. You can say, well, this is, it's purely a meritocracy, you see. This is just such an uh, awesome account, and you can't compete, and so that's, <laughs> that's that. And it's like, sure, I, yes, I don't spend that much time on, on X or, or Twitter, and some are on there just like all the time, you know what I mean? And it's just it's just too much. I mean, I, I, I can't do. It. I don't know how they do. They have no other life. I don't know. I'm not saying end wokeness does, but it's like they put, they're on the post all the time. Blah 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 blah. You know. Um, but anyway, so it's maybe it's aggregated. Maybe it's like multiple people or some shit like that. Who knows? Who knows what's going on? All right. Uh, let me see here. We was uh, we was Krangs says uh, rarely catch you live. Here's a five. Well, thank you for the five. We was Krangs. Appreciate it. Glad you could join us live. Maybe next time said we're not digging tunnels. And if we are, it's a good thing. That's right. Uh, it's not really happening. Uh, but now when we found out that it's happening, it's secretly based. And uh, it's a it's for the freedom, the freedom fighters. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what uh, the reason is. Uh, Ryan Triple G, once again here. Thank you, Ryan. Probably the best long-term rhetoric with mass appeal with the Jews is to continuously ask who has been prosecuted for this, and uh, I'm willing to bet the answer will be nobody into the into the future. Yeah, that's just it. Because uh, even if it's like oh, you know, building violations or codes were uh, you know not upheld or whatever, what would what would happen in other cases? Right, I, I would assume. Uh, can they lose rights to the building? And you, you know what I mean? There's like, you can go through the the hierarchy here of like, well, those who own the building then, um, do, what's their responsibility? Do they know what was going on? And those who, I don't think, I don't technically think they rent it, but it's like they have a right to occupy it by those who own it, right? There's some weird thing like that that's going on there. Um, if they're behind it or or allowing it to happen or not doing anything or not saying anything in due time, yeah, then same thing there, right? Somebody's got to be held be responsible. Uh, yeah, we'll see, Ryan. That's going to be very interesting. We'll, we'll uh, obviously follow up that too. Follow up on that and keep watching it. Okay. So, oh, we had uh, Renunciate over on uh, Rumble as well. I almost missed you there. Thank you, man. Uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you so much for the support. Really appreciate it. Uh, okay. So, let's see what else we had here. Uh, yeah, so we had the arrests, the rabbi escape, the conservative. Here's some. Other, this is just some other uh, other headlines here. But you know, we're talking about the you know, the conservative influencers and how they flip flop on issues, and all of a sudden it's you know things that were previously bad. This is now good, etc. It's kind of interesting to see how that happens. Uh, just a side note: headline from uh, National File here from a couple of weeks ago. PragerU sides with ADL claiming anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Big surprise, right? A new conservative Jewish educational resource is now turning the tables against America First claiming anti-Zionism is, in fact, anti-Semitic. What a big surprise. Uh, here's one of those. Uh, it's So I guess it's true in terms of like the rivaling faction or whatnot. I guess, I guess there is something to that. But again, the hair-splitting... Or maybe not hair splitting, but this like kind of well, this is just done to make them look bad kind of attitude, right? Has been very interesting because you bet in another. Let's take the uh, what, what the Hamas tunnels, or, or or let's say even an activity was going on in the Hamas tunnels, and it, and it's not that it's about that. But I'm just making the comparison because a lot of these people will obviously, oh my God, look at this Hamas have tunnels and let's bomb them all. They have a 
you know, uh, they're doing, uh, you know, they store weapons down there and this is how they attack Israel from and, you know, shit like that. Uh, they're very like, well, you know, this mechanism look bad. It's true, but it's just a rivaling faction. And so no one is really, no one is really responsible here. That's been the stance, right? Uh, Elizabeth Durek, I'm Catholic. There's a Chabad on my street and I'm very fond of them. Am I interpreting this bizarre story correctly? That the Chabad Lubavitch folks were basically the victims of some faction that made the tunnel undermining the foundations. Story needs explained for non-Jews. Uh, and it was a clip here too. Let me see here. Was it this one? Yeah, here it is. Jewish convert tries to shut it down. Oh, it was just a fringe group digging tunnels. And everybody's condemning it. Check this out. So today, Chabad and 770, which is their headquarters in Brooklyn, are all over the news. They're on the front page of the New York Post all day long. They're trending on social media, hundreds of thousands of views. Um, unfortunately, this was a Hill Hashem what happened. A fringe group came in. They built this tunnel. They were um, not cooperating with the police. And it wasn't a good... <clears throat> A fringe group came in and now they're building town. That just doesn't happen. You know, you own a building, you have the rights to occupy it, and all of a sudden someone just, co- well, <clears throat> well, <laughs> hmm, <laughs> let's think about it. I guess it does happen when it comes to these people. <laughs> okay, holy shit. Ah, man, I dug it. Did I dig a hole in that one? It, not really. It's more f- humorous, right? But it's like, well, sometimes people just they just kind of come in and they just kind of, you know, they just kind of do their own shit. <laughs> they kind of just take over. Yeah, I guess we can, t- t- let's turn to the temples. Oh, yeah, hmm, wonder, wonder what the uh, <coughs> what the Palestinians would think about this when a, a, a rivaling group just came in and did stuff. And it's not looking too good for us. Police, and it was... They weren't, they weren't cooperating with the police. Um, not cooperating with the police, and it wasn't a good look for us. But Chabad, who's an incredible organization, they welcomed me with open arms, and they made me want to convert to Judaism, they have nothing to do with this. They're amazing. Um, Chabad has n- have nothing to do with this. It's just this group that decided to act poorly. We're all condemning it. But anti-Semites are now using this as fuel. Mm, yes, to put out uh, let's deflect. Now, the, the big problem, it's not the tunnels, not even the rivaling group or really. Let's just kind of, let's scratch that. Let's ignore that. Let's talk about the anti-Semitism, okay? I think this is fuel to put out conspiracy theories against us, saying, oh, what are they doing in those tunnels? And this is the reason yeah. Jews get kicked out of every country. <laughs> Their actions did not cause you to be anti-Semitic. You were an anti-Semite all along. That ah, hit. yes, there's no, there's, no, there's no actions here. Just building weird tunnels and, and blood, potentially blood-stained mattresses are drawn out of and baby chairs. And for some reason... These goddamn people are just being anti-Semitic. To be anti-Semitic? You were an anti-Semite all along. That hate was in your heart. Mm -hmm. So stop pretending that this news came out and all of a sudden, oh, you hate the Jews. No, you always did. And we're going to fight back against this because anti-Semitism is unfounded in anything. And we deserve much more respect. We deserve much more love than we're getting. Mm -hmm. The Jewish community puts out so much love and peace in the world. And we're going to continue to do that. 100%. You're right. And... Anti-Semites, you gotta go. It's enough. We've we've had enough of you. Oh my God, she's putting her foot down, gentlemen. We stand for peace, we stand for love, we stand for Hashem. And we're gonna keep doing that. We're not gonna give up who we are because of you. There you go. So classic uh, deflection. Uh, The you just hate for no reason. I guess we gotta look at that in a second. Uh, Here is another uh, Chabad tunnel. 
in uh, in uh, Russia. <clears throat> Check this out here. I'm visiting Moscow and I've been waiting to show you this synagogue here for a long time. Let's have a look why. So this show was built in the late 1800s at a time when the Jewish people experienced pogroms. So what did the Jews... For no reason whatsoever. ...who built this synagogue, what did they do? They made a tunnel. And this tunnel exists until this day. Have a look. Look, it lifts up the stones. And look at this. Look inside. You're able to escape through this tunnel. There's a pogrom, they'd go in here, they'd go through the tunnel, they'd escape from the shul, and they'd find themselves outside of danger. Now we're going to meet the rabbi of the shul. Come here. This is the rabbi of the most amazing shul, the most amazing rabbi, Rabbi Kogan. Shalom Aleichem! Look at this, the Megillah hidden in a besomim, in a besomim holder, so that it should be hidden and no one should see it. And they were able to use this. So I guess it's uh, it's common all over the place. I think even uh, was it Rabbi Shmuley, uh, the comment on that was okay. Well, we'll get to that. I have that a little bit later than I didn't. I should have maybe added in that that place. But it's always that. Well, you know, we have to build tunnels because uh, anti-Semitism, you know, kind of thing. I was like, okay, oh really? What's wh- why are people anti-Semitic? Right? Can you ask? Can you ask that question? No, of course you can't. Right? Uh, so here's an update. They're sealing. Uh, well, here's the, the storm uh, uh, grate here, right? They're sealing the tunnels, but they can't seal the story. We'll be investigating the events until we find answers. Someone says there's just a short clip of them. And that looks like the the one that he actually climbed out of there. I, th- I think that's the one. You can even see the brick wall and that little white thing on the wall behind it. So I think that's, the, I think that's uh, actually the one there. I don't think uh, they're uh, faking that. Uh, filling up the tunnels so soon, the definition of a cover-up. Does anyone think there could have been a valid investigation in such a short time? Epstein filled his tunnels with cement, too. I'm not sure if he uh, <clears throat> actually had... Did, he, did he actually have tunnels? I'm not sure. They shredded a bunch of shit. Yeah, they, they like destroyed tons of evidence, obviously. Yes, they did that. Uh, I'm not sure he filled anything up, but anyway, maybe he did. Uh, must be powerful interested work here. Here's a short video on this here. See cement trucks out. Okay, don't touch me. I guess they're moving ahead. There's the uh, bags. Are already, yeah, they're already uh, working on it. As long as that video is, you know, from now. Sometimes it's really hard to tell. Let me see. What, what did he say here about this? Exclusive Brooklyn police have sent have been sent to the 770 Crown Heights Shield to prevent Jewish members from conflicting with the contractors that are currently sealing the tunnel site with cement and repairing the shul. Well, the question is, <clears throat> will they just build some like? Uh, a, you know what I mean? Like you can literally just build a wall, but you keep the space behind. I don't know. There's all these questions. Uh, we'll see if we get any real answers here too. It's it's actually really um, 
it's really hard to know with the shit. And so many people just they just post shit too, and they say it's something when it's not, and it gets them engagement. And if they're monetized, you know, you you get shit like that. But uh, that looks like it's from now, so that's probably true. To be honest, uh, they're probably filling that up right now. Okay, so we got that. Oh, here it is. Yeah, here's the clip I was talking about. Rabbi Shmuley says the Jews are forced to live underground because of anti-Semitism. Let's uh, check this out. Now what they're doing is, let's scare the living daylights out of the Jews, tell them we're going to kill them. We're, we don't have the power to do it right now. We're trying to get it. Iran's, Iran's trying to get a nuclear bomb, but let's make sure that they go underground, that they never want to go to an ice skating rink. They never want to walk through Times Square. They never want to walk through Piccadilly Circus. They never want to walk through Leicester Square. They never want to walk through near the Eiffel Tower. Don't ever cower. Jews, be strong, be proud, never be afraid, never be afraid, never be afraid. Now what they're doing is, yep. let's scare the living daylights out of the Jews. So that's the angle, right? And so, of course, can you ask that, well, why were people, why are people anti-Semitic, right? Is there a reason for this? No, it's, uh, it's always irrational. It's for, uh, for no reason whatsoever. So check out this one here. It's from Vice. Some people are digging this out. That's from uh, 2013. Rabbi Newham Roseberg, who is 63, with a long gravy, uh, graying beard, recently sat down with me to explain what he describes as a, quote, child rape assembly line among sects of fundamentalist Jews. So, of course, that's one of the reasons why why people point to this shit. And they say, well, look at that. Was that what's going on there? I don't know, but there's all these stories out there, all these news reports about uh, the, these kinds of issues that they have in the community. Uh, what, was the, what was the line there about the... Yeah, here, uh, check this out. Here, someone pulled this out. Rabbi Rosenberg paused to gather himself and went on, quote, This boy was speared on, speared, is that the word? Speared on the man like an animal, like a pig, and the boy was saying nothing, but on his face, fear. The old man looked at me without any fear, as if this was common practice. He didn't stop. I was so angry, I confronted him. He removed the boy from his penis. And I took the boy aside. I told his, uh, this man, it's a sin before God, a mishkavr something, something. What are you doing this? What are you doing to this boy's soul? You're destroying this boy, boy. He had a sponge on a stick to clean his back. What? And then he hit me across the face with it. How dare you interrupt me, he said. I had heard of these things for a long time, but now I had seen, he says here. The child sex abuse crisis in ultra-Orthodox Judaism, like that in the Catholic Church, has produced its share of shocking headlines in recent years. In New York and in the prominent Orthodox communities of Israel and London, allegations of child molestation and rape have been rampant. The alleged abusers are school teachers, rabbis, fathers, uncles, figures of male authority. The victims, like those of Catholic priests, are mostly boys. Rabbi Rosenberg believes around half a young, uh, around half of young males in Brooklyn's Hasidic community, the largest in the New, uh, United States, and one of the largest in the world, have been victims of sexual assault perpetrated by their elders. Ben Hears, director of Survivors for Justice, a Brooklyn organization that advocates for Orthodox sex abuse victims, thinks the real number is high, higher. From anecdotal evidence, we're looking at over 50%. It has almost become a rite of passage. So you have that. We'll just leave that there for you. The child rape assembly line within the orthodox slash fundamentalist Jewish community, right? 
Uh, rabbi accused of molest, uh, molesting 11-year-old. I haven't seen this one yet. Oh, this is some headlines here. Actually, you can't see that, so let me, uh, let me pull this up here so you can actually see the headlines. It's a compilation here. There was a news piece. Here we go. So there you go. A couple of headlines there. So, of course, again, this idea that, oh, look at all these anti-Semites. They just hate Jews for no reason. And so when they asked these questions about what was going on down there and look at the stained mattress, uh, it's just complete irrational anti-Semite. No, there's, there's a lot of this shit that's going on. Hence, asking those questions is completely reasonable, logical. And in fact, it should be done in order to stop this fucking shit right <laughs> that's what it is but immediately then they deflect oh we did not there's it's a this is a great organization they can do nothing wrong and here we find ourselves now right uh so it's always the same thing um here's another one right uh jewish Chabad movement which dug tunnels in new york city holding a tiny sold mattress and a high chair has long been linked to child sex abuse Kirschel Pekar, one of its most prominent members, admitted in 1991 to doing things that shouldn't be done to a five-year-old girl. Creator of Chabad's famous menorah sexually abused girl, lawsuit claims. Yep, there you go. Uh, and of course, then they all flee, right? They go to Israel and all this stuff. Here's, here's another one, I guess. Yeah, I know what those Jews were doing in the tunnels. It's kind of funny, right? <laughs> Where's that other? I should add that. This is a great time to add that. Here we go. That's right. Someone did this one. They added uh, the one of the hip hop songs right on top of them dancing. Here we go. Check this out. This 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 makes more sense now. Then, right? Right, 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 right. Right, right. Make a suck your dick the first date. You scared to rape a bitch? 
I can't relate. She let me in the house. Nobody safe. All right, I think that's enough. <laughs> just, I remember having someone made that a while ago. <coughs> I said, well, you know, maybe there's an issue here. Then is the other issue, of course, of like um, not just child sexual abuse, which is you know horrific. We shouldn't laugh at that, really, but it's just so it's so absurd and bizarre all this. And then, if we, and then again, you bring this to people's attention, and it's like, oh, why are you anti? Why are you so anti-Semitic? It's like, look at the what, what the hell is going on here? Will you look at that? It, this is even your own kids, presumably, right? Just Jewish kids being raped here. Are you going to stop that, or is, you're fine with this just because you know? Otherwise, the, the anti-Semites would 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 own you in some way or whatever. Organ failure, Slate magazine, which you normally is awful outlet. The arrest of rabbis who traffic body parts undercover. More complicated issues. Uh, they go through it here. Someone pulled this on. No, I think it was another headline actually someone had. Uh, organ trafficking. Here it is. Yes, the Sydney Mor- Morning Herald covered this. That's back in 2009. Organ trafficking. Rabbis arrested over massive crime ring. Why are you so anti-Semitic? Solomon Friedman, the owner of Pornhub, who is a rabbi as well, it turns out. Uh, coaches defense attorneys of pedophiles on how to get lesser sentences for their sexual off, uh, offender clients. Let me go back here. Parliament seems to have accepted as a basic penological principle that sentences have a general and specific deterring effect. Um, if you look at the evidence, your mileage will vary. But in fact, maybe this is a good case study of that not working. But A, that will get you nowhere in court. Or, or... We could argue that we arrived at this place because we had adopted that prior view for a long time. And so maybe we're here because the uh, conditional sentences or the intermittent sentences that we were imposing in 2009. What do you do when uh, Carrie or one of her colleagues has made this case about more than just your client, made it about asking the court to try to stem this larger sociological tie and to use, to be very plain about it, to use years in jail as a way of addressing that. So what you want to do is take your offender and distinguish them from these larger trends. That is to say, yes, this is happening and this evidence is not contested, but my case is different. So. You want to distinguish your client on the basis of not just the number of images. That was an old game that was, oh, X number of images that nets you this amount. X. You have to go farther than that because um, as we'll talk about, we talk about viewing the images in court, the trial judge viewed the representative sample. There are some images where if you have one of them, you know, you'd rather have hundreds of a different type or a, a, there, there, there are images that are just you know, on their own are so horrific. So you want to look really, and I say look, try to avoid looking if you can, but be able to categorize this in terms of what type of collection is this. <clears throat> yeah, that, what type of collection is, uh, I guess, in other words, trying to analyzing this, as uh, the caption says here, to, to get people off, right? When the prosecutor next to him argues that the 30-day sentence, a little hard to hear, uh, bad audio there too, uh, 30-day sentences for pedophiles back in 2009 weren't enough, Solomon jokes, the good old days. No one laughs. Video taken from CCLA, the 30th Annual Criminal Law Conference in 2018. Uh, Now, of course, Pornhub, uh, which then this guy is an owner of, uh, of course, is pushing, you know, pedophile stuff. And, of course, it came out recently, too, that 
We didn't play that video yet, but apparently it was something like that they try to push, uh, of course, one of the reasons why people shouldn't watch pornography, but they like push uh, trans things in uh, in those uh, in videos and things like that as well to like to get people to become queer and gay and all these kinds of things, right? Uh, so they know what they're doing here. <clears throat> Try to get people off. And of course, that's one of the issues, right, of uh, already with Israel in and of itself, which is interesting, a lot of those kids, if that story is even true, the students uh, come from there and, uh, you know, they, 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 they move in and they just do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> I mean, apparently, but anyway, it works in the reverse as well, right, where uh, American Jews go to Israel to escape this kind of stuff. They escape pedophile charges or rape charges, sexual abuse charges, uh, other crimes as well, of course. It's a, it's a, it's a haven uh, for criminals, essentially, Israel, uh, which is just insane. And nothing's being done. Same thing with Pornhub. Nothing's being done. Why are they not being shut down? There's videos on there that people don't want to have on there. Uh, there's uh, what they called revenge porn things. There's uh, people being raped. Like All kinds of shit is on there. And nothing's really happening. There's no big, wider discussion of that, right? Um... All right, just a couple other headlines here. We, we, I think we've shown most of those, right? But pedophilia scandal among Orthodox Jews in Brooklyn. Not a big surprise. Um, oh, Dershowitz, we got to play that too, right? Here is the response, retort. Um, why is this coming up? Well, first of all, what about Hamas? And second of all, it's just because we're Jewish that people... Uh, 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 to, oh, this, this is about Epstein, though. I should preface it that way, too. I'm not sure this is not about the, the tunnels in of itself. But we're talking about this thing of like, well, oh, you know, oive anti-Semitism. And again, for no reason whatsoever, people are just waking up these crazy conspiracies that there's like child sex abuse here or uh, some pedophile stuff going on. And it's like, well, it's uh, the, the track record shows. Uh, but so speaking of Epstein, the defense here, of course, by Dershowitz was, well, it's because well, it's because I'm Jewish. That's why all this is being brought up. Check this out. Now, the one point I do want to make is that I understand all the feminist groups and the radicals who think this is the worst thing in the world that anybody ever had any contact with Jeffrey Epstein. Where are all those radical feminists when it comes to the Hamas rapes of young Jewish girls, sexual abuse, beheadings? They are quiet. They are silent. The incredible hypocrisy of the Me Too movement. Me Too, except if you're a Jew. If mm -hmm. uh, And I want to have a list of all the radical feminists who are pushing hard, and I understand that, to get all these names revealed, and I want to know how many of them have ever actually condemned Hamas for the rapes that we now know occurred and the murders that occurred, how many have been silent, and how many, like the National Lawyers Guild, have what about Hamas? approved of what Hamas did. So let's put this in context. I'm thrilled that all these papers have come out. Yeah, I always says that. Oh, I'm th I wanted it. I was calling for it all along. Of course, yeah, of course you would say that to make it seem that you're very secure in your position, Dershowitz. Uh, but uh, no, it's not just because you're Jewish. It's because of the behavior associated with it. That's the reason why this is happening. And the whataboutism here. Well, what, what, I want a list of all these women. What are you going to do with that list after that? And, uh, you know, so you can see what they're standing. What do they say about Hamas rapes? Well, it's a completely different issue. It's, a completely, it's in a different country. Maybe they don't care about that shit. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not what was being discussed here, right? To compare Hamas, supposed, all that shit has been like mostly f faked anyway. Like, is it possible that someone was there? Yeah, I'm sure it's possible. Um, but most of it has been exaggerated, right? And most of it was, we looked at the um, data the other day. An Israeli uh, authority said like, didn't even do a caption of like, here's a woman who was sexually abused. It was like the media ran with that. They, they spun it later on. 
it was just a girl that was scantily clad essentially and her skirt was like you know somewhat pulled up or whatever and then oh, it must mean she was raped right um anyway we've talked about that uh okay all right yeah here's the here's the reply here i guess well while we're on the hamas thing i guess we could play this one here's a here's a great one let me know what you guys think about this one uh here's regarding uh the situation of course more, more related to october 7th and uh what happened in israel and all that stuff but um the response then uh, by some uh, Jewish women to all of this. Check this out. We're Zionists. Of course we recognize the Jewish people's right to self-determination in their ancestral homeland. We're Zionists. Of course we support the IDF's mission to dismantle Hamas and release the hostages. We're Zionists. We know Hatikva like the back of our hand. We're Zionists. We Israelify our wardrobe Oof. when Israel is attacked to show our support and pride. We're Zionists. Of course we proudly stand by our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. We're Zionists. Of course we won't stop talking about our last trip to Israel. We're Zionists. Our favorite colors are blue and white. We're Zionists. We value life and mourn every innocent death. We're Zionists. We won't stop advocating for the world's only Jewish state. We're Zionists. One of our favorite sayings is three words. Am Yisrael Chai. Right. Do they have to walk when they do? Who schooled them on that? Can you let's let's have you walk while we do this, shall we? Yes. <laughs> Start walking, then <laughs> then say, then say it. Yeah, fellas, mm? fellas, smash. No. All right. Uh, I think that's enough for that. That was a good. That was a good one. I'm not sure who found that one, but uh, good stuff. Okay. <laughs> We are we done with this? Well, we have the lawsuit. There's another thing, right? Of just the lawsuit, the lawsuit thing. Check this out. Here's the uh, the university stuff, right? Anti-Semitism for no reason, uh, just blossomed up everywhere at all times, and it can all be, we we have to just build tunnels because at any point, of course, it could be another program. Uh, and of course, if people ask questions about uh, you know things, that means uh, it's 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 irrational. Uh, we might have to flee all of a sudden. Uh, but anyway, so speaking of the behavior then that drives that, or even just the questioning, or let's assume that people are pissed off about the child raping, for example, which is, seems kind of legitimate in my view to be upset about. Uh, then, of course, th- th- it's the behavior that's the driver uh, of why people are criticizing your group, right? Just like, imagine now how they criticize you know, white people for supposed uh, historical crimes or behaviors or things like that. Then, then, then there's no problem, right? In fact, even the, remember the girl there, like, oh, the the historical homeland of the only Jewish state and our our right to self determination and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. Now to European nations, and let's see how you know your stance on this, what that is. But anyway, this is uh, regarding all the university stuff that's happening. This is is this Can McMaster's? Is that Canada? I was trying to f- figure out. Uh, let me see here. No, I think this is uh, just in the U.S., right? McMaster's. I, I forget where where that is. Maybe someone in chat knows. But anyway, check out this uh, this clip here uh, regarding lawsuits. So it's just, uh, continuously like just super litigious, right? It's just sue, 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 legal process, sue, blah, blah, blah. Check this out. A Jewish civil rights organization and the law firm Diamond and Diamond are filing a $77 million Diamond and Diamond. class action lawsuit against McMaster University and the student union over claims of anti-Semitism. 
As Adam Atkinson explains, the group is also going after schools across the country for a total of more than $300 million. This McMaster, as well as the other universities, have displayed years and years of anti-Semitism on campus. They've allowed it to happen. And in the wake of October 7th and the terrorist attack of Hamas, there has been unprecedented amount of anti-Semitism on these campuses. Sandra Ziskin, the managing partner of Diamond and Diamond, says this $77 million class action lawsuit against McMaster University is just one of many similar suits across the country. We filed already against York University. We filed against UBC. We filed against TMU. We've partnered in Concordia, and essentially what's happening now is Diamond and Diamond, in partnership with Lawfare Project, is going to be able to target all these universities. Did you say Lawfare Project? Shit, a little bit bit on the nose, don't you think? For failing to uphold their standards and allowing anti-Semitism to occur on campus. The total dollar amount is roughly $300 million, but Ziskind, who is representing the Lawfare Project... And who's going to get that money? <laughs> Holy shit. A Jewish civil rights organization says it's not about the money. Yeah, no, it's not about the money. It's been a particular issue. It's just about uh, bankrupting them uh, so, to get them to submit, uh, to make it financially hurt to such an degree that they will her- henceforth always submit to us and obey. Of course, the money doesn't. It doesn't. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think three hundred million would hurt, would it? Of referencing Ugh. Holocaust, talking about genocide, um, normalizing this dialogue that Israel is somehow a genocidal state, mm-hmm. and no. somehow uh, that is totally not happening right now. And and allowing chance of genocide against Jewish people, including the river to the sea. A group that represents Jewish students on this campus and campuses across the province says students here have been facing rampant anti-Semitism. No, that's Canada, right? McMaster's the province. For years, well before October 7th. There's no reason that Jewish students should be subjected to intimidation, to harassment, uh, to the kinds of uh, virulent anti-Semitism that students across the province are facing. It's completely unacceptable. Hillel Ontario says anti-Semitism on Ontario campuses has gotten worse since October 7th. We've received 350 complaints uh, of anti-Semitism from oh students across the province. Oh no, oh no. Now do, uh, now, now do the anti-white attitudes within universities. Since October the 7th, that is a 3x increase over the same period in previous years. McMaster University officials wouldn't go on camera but issued a statement this afternoon. While we cannot comment on the specifics of a legal action outside the court process, McMaster is steadfast in its commitment to providing a safe and welcoming environment where our community members feel a sense of belonging. At- All right, I think that's enough of that. <clears throat> well, I mean, at, le- at least new. they, uh, you know, to their credit there, they, um, they, f- they fight, you know what I mean? They, they fight legally. Um, but it's always the, it's always the legal right, right? It's law lawfare. The group is called Lawfare Project. I get look into that, I guess. But I, but I'll give them that, right? I mean, in, in a sense that it's it. This is of course not only where the, the fight is, obviously. But I'm saying it would not hurt of having people with means and resources on our side that filed goddamn lawsuits against like all these anti-white. All this anti-white shit that's happening at universities and stuff like that, and we've had a, you know, we've had a few, right? We've had, we've covered a few. Um, forget what corporations it was, but it was like you know, you know, discrimination against white people, or the, it is, and, and some of them have been won, and that's good. And if that if that is one of the 
methods that we have to utilize and, and adopt to to move forward. We have to have we have to have our own ADLs. <laughs> I mean, the, we have to have our own SPLCs. We have to have our own uh, civil rights group that stand up for white people. That's just kind of what it is. Um, as much as I hate that 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 style of fighting in that way, and you know, you can you can it's. I mean, is it's effeminate? Or, I mean, there's all these things you could say about it, and it's like this. It's more almost gossip oriented, or try you know try to police others. And you you could say on some level, it's it's like it's immoral almost to to an extent. It's not, but you do know what I mean. I'm just talking more about the attitude of the of the approach to those types of things. That that's where you do it. Now, that's not only where these groups fight either, of course, right? But you know, be that as it may. Whatever my personal opinions are, that doesn't matter, right? You put that to the side and say, well, you know, just looking at it, you know, analytically cold. We need that too. That's just what it is. So I'll give them that. At least they're fi- they're fighting, and they're you know they demand money and they get that money and they recirculate that and they use that to further fight for their issues and stand up for their own interests and you know all that shit. Um, so they're doing it, and that's what we need to do. We need to fight on every on every level. So I'll give them that. Okay. Let me see here. Oh, uh, Chucky, Chucky's Extremist Circus. Nice. Uh, most of those women, speaking of the video we showed earlier, only started walking after that TikTok video. One of them was the blimp for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> is, that, is that a joke? Is that true? <clears throat> blimp for the Buffalo Bills. You mean as in uh, uh, Hannibal Lecter Buffalo Bills? Was that was that his name? Buffalo Bill? Is that what you're referring to? <laughs> Maybe I'm missing. Maybe that just that went straight over my head. Maybe that uh, reference. But anyway, thank you, uh, Chucky's extremist circus. Uh, my my uh, reason reasoning there is that it would be large enough of a skin suit. Is that what you're referring to? If you're talking about Buffalo Bill, got to rewatch that uh, Hannibal movie. By the way, okay, yeah. What was it? This is not the. Uh, it, it was pl- that role was played by I forget his, the actor's name. His last name was Cohen something. And it was something, this is not the representation we need or something. I forget uh, what, it, what was the follow-up to that. Uh, here's an interesting one. Apparently, Jews in Hollywood are upset that they're not represented enough. Major Hollywood stars press academy to include Jews in representation and inclusion standards. <laughs> Here we go again. Is there a lawsuit on the way? In 2020, the Academy unveiled new diversity standards for a film to be deemed eligible for Best Picture at the Oscars. Those requirements take effect at this year's Oscars. Jews were not included in the group considered a, quote, underrepresented by the Academy. Now prominent Hollywood figures are calling out to the Academy. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, blah, 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 all these people uh, are among those who signed the letter. The founder of the advocacy group, uh, Jew in the City, uh, Allison Josephs, uh, that organized the letter, tells me at CNN, Jews are very, <laughs> Jews are very misunderstood group, which means that while other communities have benefited from diversity, inclusion, and authentic storytelling, Jews have been left out. Now check out this. Jews have historically stood up with other marginalized groups while they put them as a shield in front of themselves and used them as a sledgehammer against Western European traditional society and people, yes. But, it continues, unfortunately, Jews have not stood up for themselves. <laughs> but this letter shows that something is changing. No, that's right. They never sue anybody for anything. They don't. Say, that's one thing they're known for, kind of standing up for everyone else but not themselves. 
Uh, but this letter shows that something is changing. Top voices in Hollywood have been galvanized to demand equal treatment as a protected class. And I think this could move the needle. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, not represented in Hollywood. All right. We'll just leave. We'll just leave that there for you. Uh, but uh, good news, folks. We have a uh, Cowboys update for you here. And this actually is a uh, video that from TikTok, which had that initial viral video thread about the, the Hasidic Chabad synagogue tunnels that they removed because, of course, anti-Semites were using that for no reason whatsoever to just say WTF is going on here. Uh, but this one is apparently good enough to uh, to keep uh, up. So let's uh, let's check it out. Can you say some Hebrew words that you learned? We've been saying a lot. Be'yachad nenatzeach. Well, the phrase we've been going around saying a lot is Yishar Cholach. I didn't know that until I got here. Oh boy. Tov, Tada, Ra is bad. Oilo. Oh no. Chai. That's a common one that we've been saying. Uh, Good Shabbos. That's a big one Good today. <laughs> uh, I think one of my favorite uh, favorite phrases. Good Shabbos. That's a big one today. That's a big one. Good Shabbos. That's a big one today. <laughs> mm. uh, I think one of my favorite uh, favorite phrases is Yashar Koach, which is yeah, be strong. I'm a child guy. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's that's what they're doing. The goy. Cowboys, <clears throat> the the Zio, what do we call them again? The Zio, <laughs> I forget, forget what that term was now. It's kind of fun. Uh, oh, oh my gosh, man, what a what a state, right? What a state, what a state of the world we're in. Holy smokes! All right, let's see here. <laughs> Cattle, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, broke back a goy. Yeah, there was a couple of good ones. There was some. It was another one. It's another one we used there. But anyway, I can't. Uh, <laughs> broke back Mount Zion. Yeah, that's that's not too bad. Broke back volcano. Yeah, like as in volcano god. Was that was that was the Yahweh the volcano god? Or was it was maybe just some of the uh, properties of that? Right. This is back when. Uh, the Hebrews were uh, henotheistic, right? Or they're, they're uh, they had a pantheon of gods, right? And they picked one, and I think they used, I think they incorporated uh, one of the elements of the of the volcano god, right? And this this would be like you know Vulcan in Roman, uh, you know, in the Roman pantheon. Uh, but yeah, I think so. I think that Yahweh was one of them. A pillar of uh, smoke by day, and a pillar of light or fire was it by night? Yeah. Put that in. Uh, put that in context. Understand what that means. Okay. Wyatt Derp. <laughs> Let's play. What do we have here? We have. Uh, yes. We'll change topics a little bit here. Uh, to be honest, because we've kind of done this now, we have a little. We have a little time here to go. We'll burn a little bit more time with you guys. Appreciate you uh, joining us live here again. A little bit more laid back here today. Not as disciplined as it normally is. Again, if you're tuning in late, we have, uh, of course, a Flashback Friday tomorrow. Uh, Devin Stack will be joining me. Lana might be sitting in, not sure yet. Uh, depends on the uh, situation with uh, some babysitters and things like that. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll see, but uh, maybe it's possible. Okay, uh, let's play this. This is a fascinating clip here. We linked up on our uh, Telegram earlier. 
apparently Chicago <clears throat> is having a big problem when it comes to missing laptops and iPads. Check this out. Tens of thousands of laptops, iPads, and other electronics are missing from Chicago public schools. An inspector general's report found 77,000 devices were reported lost or stolen during the 2021-2022 school year. Total value, $23 million. The devices went missing after students took them home for remote learning during the pandemic. CPS spent $2.5 million on tracking software, but did not use it, saying it was flawed. Our work uncovered an incident where there were a pair of siblings, a brother and a sister at a school who between them lost nine or 10 devices. And there's no record or indication that the school district or anyone reached out to the family, mentioned that this was an issue, tried to figure out what had happened. CPS says in a district of our size, some device loss is expected, but we remain concerned about the loss of any public asset. The district is now working on improving device tracking, has recovered 12,000 laptops so far. Federal Aviation. <clears throat> All right. Let me go back in here. So, what was it again? It was, oh, I should have kept the, uh, the, the uh, it was an incredible amount of, like, uh, money tied to it, right? Let me see here. Where, uh, where is it? I think I linked it up. Uh, yeah, here it is here. Uh, yeah, 77,000 iPads and laptops worth 23 million. One pair of siblings lost 910. Was that what they said? Say 91. So, it's got to be a misprint, right? 91. I don't think it was 910. That would be insane. Uh, but that's kind of what happens when you don't, I guess, you know, Chicago, right? We could kind of guess what's going on. Uh, a very, very diverse mystery. Very, very strange mystery uh, that we can't solve. Uh, of course, but that's what happens when you don't take race into account, right? And racial differences and these kinds of things, right? Um, yeah, where's the other one here? Yeah, I guess St. Paul. Okay, we'll do St. Paul next here. Um, Rather, when you don't take racial differences seriously, right? That there's behavior differences, right? There's IQ differences. When you don't do that, shit like this happens. And then, you know, statistically, the government or the state or the school or the district, uh, municipal, whatever it is, it's just kind of left with these statistics. And it's just like, well, here is a, you know, there is a disparity or what's going on here, you know, kind of thing. And it's this like retarded view that, well, since there's no, given that there's no differences, this must just be because of some other reason kind of thing. Where it's like, well, if you would have looked at human nature accurately and honestly, I guess, to a certain extent. And of course, we're talking gener- generalities and, and trends and, uh, uh, and averages, you know, these kinds of things, right? It doesn't mean that everybody uh, who's, let's say, uh, you know, black or whatever is going to go on and steal a laptop and an iPad. But maybe there's something with disproportionality or overrepresentation, or like, well, we can see among this percentile of, uh, you know, the students, uh, laptops and uh, iPads go missing at a disproportionate rate. <laughs> you could, it's it's pretty easy. It's not hard to figure out. And then of course you can, you know, adjust accordingly, right? But anyway, uh, here's a different one uh, linked up here too. This poor state of Africa. Uh, has nothing to do with colonialism and everything to do with the African mindset. Here's a revealing conversation between one Congolese man and a Chinese man. I think we played this many years ago. Where the world linked this up here. Let's check this out. Yeah, this is the. It's all so tiresome, isn't it? We have this. We haven't played this in a long time. Yeah, 
，现在是五四年了。这几五十年那个，就是五十年以前你不受受受到五十年以前什么都好啊。是啊，那个先进的影响，那个代代往传下来，越传越文文明越发达了，怎么越来越倒退越越落后了？你看这么这么先进的铁路，我的一一九三几年就电气化铁路，我的这中国才才啥时候才有电气化铁路的？你看矿区那个铁路，电气化那个双轨铁路，因为架子多好。你看现在顶上那个什么玩意儿，千疮百孔啊。<笑>把原有留下的东西根本都没有，没有更加的爱护保护去留留，利用它反而都遭到了毁灭性的重创，就成了这样子的嘛。只有慢慢经过。Yeah, when you don't build it yourself, right? You don't appreciate it. You don't make it yourself. You inherit it. You rent it. Essentially, well, they don't rent it. 就是中国说的那句话：“今人有酒，今人醉；明人没酒，喝凉水。”就是。Oh no! This is not. Oh, maybe it is. It's also tiresome. Let's see. 在这个消费观念上的话，中国人和这个他们这个刚果人，这个他们受比利时这个西方影响绝对不同。他们有钱没钱啊？该消费照消费。那潇洒的很。你发工资那几天特别潇洒。比利时人我没有直接接触到，我但是我接接着他们这些人，但因为他受比利时这个这个影响，应该是也我想也是这样子。男的也是，你有钱那几天狂的很的了，过两天就蔫了，都回来了。在美国 ，saying the Belgians are like that? Am I missing that? That's probably not true. <laughs> 其实他们喝酒，让他们说喝酒，他喝不了多少，他就喜欢那个，喝喝酒吧里喝一喝，屁股扭一扭啊，那这扭屁股这真是一绝啊，这这确实是一绝啊。Some acceptable twerking. 身材好看。It's wonderful. All right, that's it. Okay, that's funny. Yeah, so that's not that it's also tiresome. It might be that might be from the same documentary, though. Yeah, this one says somehow we are the most intelligent race on the planet. We invented almost everything. Here's a, the follow-up to this. Right, I remember this clip. Might come with the best intentions. They also get caught in the trap. So the brain drain. Africa really needs the brains.、Uh, we are the most intelligent race on the face of the planet. We invented almost everything that made this society and every society on the face of the planet、uh, in human. And I, when I mean human, I mean as in. Toilets, sanitary, everything comes from Africa. The chair, the traffic light, the car, the computer. What is it we haven't created? But our brains are going across. There、Amazing. are more. I think doctors、uh, from Nigeria might come with the best intentions. They also get caught、yeah. in the trap. What is this? Magan baby, Wode Maya. I get it. We get it. <clears throat> There's some great、uh, channels so、brain... out there. Oh, whoops. Okay.、Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Dunning Kruger.、Uh, okay, here's another one. Apparently, ladies and gentlemen, St. <clears throat> Paul, Minnesota,、uh, have just been、uh, lost. It's been、uh, it's been handed over entirely. I think you'll like this story. History was. You think I like this story? Okay, let, let's see. Made in Minnesota's capital city of St. Paul today, or should we say, history was made. St. Paul's、oh. new city council was sworn <laughs> this afternoon, made up entirely of women. Oh my gosh! Let's let's see how this. I mean, it was bad enough already. Let's see. Let's see what happens next, shall we? 
new city council was sworn in this afternoon, or should we say, herstory was made. St. Paul's new city council was sworn in this afternoon, <clears throat> made up entirely of women. And get this, six of the seven council members are women of color, oh. and they are all under the age of 40. Wonderful. Four of them are new members and say that affordable housing and access to child care are some of their top priorities. Congratulations to them and the people of St. Paul. I am betting that they get some stuff done. <laughs> let's let's put a let's put a bookmark in this, please. Can we can we, gentlemen and and ladies out there? Can we can we put a can we put a put bookmark in this? And can we check in here in about uh, I don't know. What do we what should we give it a year? Should we give it a year? Year and a half, two maybe. I think a, I think a year. Let's check in in a year and let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see how we fare. I mean, this is like, the, after all, the, the, the BLM. I mean, it's not the BLM capital of the world, but it's the, it's the Floyd riot capital of the world, right? Uh, Wasp TV says, yeah, her story. Here's uh, five flat dollars. Make it stop. Oh, my God, that's cringe. Uh, now I want to play it again. You want, well, yeah, you want me to play it again? Thank you, Wasp TV. I appreciate it. Uh, it's it's just, my gosh. And, and the, it just continues, right, with the, we have a, yeah, the DEI stuff, we got to show that too. It's, it's, um, I mean, it really fits here, I guess, to a certain extent, because it's all this, oh, look at my women of color. Remember the, the door f- blew off or a, a part of the fuselage just opened up on a, on a Boeing? It was a Alaska airline, I think, right? Let's have a closer look at the Boeing, uh, Boeing and DEI, Boeing's corporate filings with the SEC reveals that in beginning in 2022, the annual bonus plan to reward CEO and executives for increasing profit for shareholders and prioritizing safety was changed to reward them if they hit DEI targets. That's what uh, was, was it um, uh, O'Keefe, the OMG guy there now, what's it called, OMG group or whatever, what's it called, the former Project Veritas guy. The, uh, the face there. Uh, he fo- the same thing with IBM. You get bonuses, the more DEI you bring in and all this crazy shit. Um, for, yeah, so here, here's the, the, the screenshots, the receipts here of this, right? Product safety, employee mission, qu- yeah, qu- just lower the quality and just focus on DEI. So, of course, people pulled out uh, these screenshots here. I'll get you to load, please. There we go. Boeing CEO pledges a 20% increase in black employees. <laughs> screenshot of the just the just the just the, the opening there. That's not even maybe that is the door. Is that actually the door? I don't know. It was a I read a a baby had once again that there was so the turbulence uh, wind. What, what, what would you, what's the right term here? That this caused like ripped off the clothing of a baby that was being held by the a mother or something, and the, like it, it, baby's skin was all red after this. I'm not sure if they're flying over like Alaska. The, the, I mean, it's cold up there anyway, but you know, I mean, I, I mean, up in the air, not up as up in Alaska. Uh, but can you imagine the temperatures, the drop because of that? It's freaky, and so that's where we stand, right? It's all uh, it's all DEI right now. All DEI shit. And of course, that's why people like, you know, going in, uh, uh, going in planes, is inc- it's increasingly risky, right? It's increasingly dangerous, essentially, because uh, they don't give a shit about safety and anything anymore. They just care about, let's just replace all the white people. 
Uh, Musk to Mark Cuban, if you believe in diversity, when will he hire short white slash Asian women to play on the Mavs? Is that some uh, basket basketball team or something? Uh, yeah, so Elon said discrimination on the basis of race, which DI does. Well, against what race, Elon? Is literally the definition of racism. And he's not wrong, but he just won't call out, you know, that it's anti-white. And then Mark Cuban replied, let me let me help you help you out and give you my thoughts on DEI. One, diversity. Good businesses look where others don't to find employees that will put your businesses in best possible positions to succeed. You may not agree, but I take it as a given that there are people of various dot dot dot. Who cares, right? Cool. So when can we expect to see short white slash Asian women on the Mavs? Um, if DI was present in the NBA for a single team, the team would be the worst team in the league. They would be last place immediately. It's funny how they don't, well, unless it's what, white sports or something, or like maybe like women swimming, or what is it again? Like if it's women's sport, then they have the tranny representation thing, I guess. But any other serious, um, serious, that's not the right term, any other. Uh, well, serious, <laughs> you know, women's sports, I guess. But um, any in any other comp- like these, you know, the sport, the industry, the sports ball industrial complex. You know, it's a way of saying it, right? You will not see any of that shit yet, at least. No diverse. I think kind of hockey, as I said. Again, maybe like hockey, if it's white, then it has to be inclusive. Blah blah blah. There's a lot of talk and all that stuff, but like they don't actually replace. Uh, you know, uh, the black basketball players, you know, kind of thing with diverse other diverse uh, groups. They they don't. So in sports ball, they can do that shit. But in like corporations that build our airplanes or trains or, you know, boats or, or wherever there's like life and death type situations there, it's fine doing it. It's, it's amazing how this works. Now, but don't touch our sports ball for, for, for the love of, you know, gods. You must leave that alone. And then it's about, you know, the best man for the job and who can make some, you know, they, they, huge salaries and let's get the best people in there. Uh, let's keep this going. But where, 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 shit, where, where shit really matters, like life and death type of situations, no problem. They don't give a shit about any of it. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, anyway, speaking of women, check this out. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to play this first before we, we look at Duchesne's uh, clip here. Uh, my personal congratulations to the Honorable Sur- Sushri Mashumutriha G on her election to New Zealand's Parliament. Truly insightful and impactful speech. Was it Blair Cottrell? I'm going to invite him to the show, by the way. But he said, um, he said, I, I used to think the Hakka was kind of cool or like he, he respected it. I guess his term, I'm paraphrasing, was like, a, 
But now, like having a first of all, having a woman do it, but then like in the New Zealand Parliament, like in a suit, it's just like it it just it uh, it ruined it for me. Is that or something like that? Uh, was it? I don't know if it's more embarrassing for for us or for them, <laughs> which is true. Now check out the check out this guy <clears throat> down down there. At least in the beginning of it, it's funny. He's just like uh, check this out here again. We'll play a little bit part of it. <laughs> Listen to the beginning. I think they zoom in on him again. I'm not sure if he's digging it. He seems kind of confused by it. Maybe he's digging it. I'm not sure. Maybe he's digging it. Anyway. Alright. Um, okay. Okay, let's stop that. He's like, maybe he's half. Like, so he's, he's alright with it. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. Um... Oh yeah, so here's Duchesne's, uh, I guess, reply to to that one. Check out that photo, by the way. It's, it's a great photo he found there. Yeesh. Uh, Duchesne says, One of the biggest customs of the Maori in New Zealand was to conduct raids to capture prisoners to, quote, chop them up and eat them and turn them into excrements, unquote. They would send the excrement to other tribes and tell them how they turned one of their members into excrement, except the pressure... Uh, expect the pressure of the Maori to change the name of New Zealand to Aoturai to intensify as they grow to about 20% of the population by the end of this decade. The Maori population is very young, while white, uh, well, while the indigenous white New Zealand population, or people, are aging fast and the young ones are weak and effeminate. Maoris really love eating human flesh. Cannibalism lasted for several hundred years until the 1930s when whites stopped them. Infanticide for the purpose of eating babies, quote, was also widely practiced, unquote, with babies fed to warrior, warriors, I guess, to make them stronger. Mothers often killed their female daughters by smothering them or pushing a finger through the soft tissue of the skull to kill them immediately, unquote. The babies, I'm not sure, is this from the Merco Press source, maybe on that? Uh, the baby girls were then handed over to warriors to feast upon before battle. War was mainly aimed at capturing prisoners to, quote, chop them up and eat them and turn them into excrement. Uh, academics are covering up this demonic cannibalism, but, quote, the amount of evidence is so overwhelming it would be unfair to pretend it didn't happen, unquote. Image Maori woman in a state of ecstasy after eating human flesh. Is that true? Is that what it comes from? Uh, all right, uh, here is a little history. The Boyd Massacre occurred in 1809. That keeps in mind, whites, whites bad, you know, kind of thing. Whites bad, whites colonizers. And, of course, it was like whites that put a stop to this uh, shit. In December 1809, when Maori of Nagdat Pau from Wangaru Harbor in northern New Zealand killed an eight between 66 and 70 European crew members from the British uh, brigantine ship Boyd. This was the highest number of Europeans killed by Maori in a single event in New Zealand. The Maori attack was in retaliation for the whipping of their Rangatari or chief of Nagatu Patari on his voyage back from Sydney Cove, New South Wales, aboard the Boyd. Uh, and I was like, well, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe it's the reason they whipped him. I, I don't know. <laughs> he said, Europe, they attacked us for no reason whatsoever. It's always that. Maybe we should. Maybe we shouldn't have helped and all that stuff, right? You could argue that at infinitum, infinitum. But you know, it's the same thing with the the natives, right? The scalping and the skinning of um, 
uh, you know, white Europeans and stuff, and then it's like they wonder why all of a sudden the white, you know, got just like, all right, that, all right, that's it, we're <laughs> we're putting an end to this shit, you know, kind of like. Uh, but yeah, it's it's the it's the glorification. I see you guys in chat talking about it, noble savage, right? It, it's it's a real. It was a real phenomenon. And even Europeans at that time was like, oh, my God, this is they're so great and pure. And and it's true in the sense that maybe they were more, uh, you know, m more tied to, to nature, maybe than some of those specific uh, class of Europeans that came over and did stuff or whatever. You can argue that all day long, right? All day long. But it's often we that are protect uh, portrayed as brutal and genocidal and all this stuff like and here we're talking about people like they, they eat their own they eat human flesh they just like immense amount of 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 violence right and gore uh but as usual it's it's us getting the shit uh, you know historically speaking uh, you can read um what's his name again the guns guns steel and oil is that what it is what, what's his name again guns i think it's guns steel is that what it is no Man, I don't get a hit for that. What's his name again? I always forget his name. Yeah, Gun Still and Germs. That's right. Yeah, classic, right? Uh, Jared Diamond. That you, you, that's one of those. Yeah, there's there's other obviously Frank Boas and you know these other kind of anthropologists and you know cultural Marxists and shit like that. It's like oh well, these people are much better and they're no, more noble than you. Blah blah blah. Uh, and in some cases, of course, Europeans uh, they believe it. Uh, absolutely incredible. Didn't know that about the Boyd Massacre. I have not heard of that before. Um, okay. I'll do a, a couple more here, I think. Well, we have the Fuck Whitey program ongoing. Check this out. Uh, where is it here? This one? Yeah, here. Check this out. Speaking of anti-whiteness. Shit, shit on white people all day long. And here's more evidence. It almost looks like this is some gala, too. I don't think this is uh, the Oscars, but, you know, might as well be. Good evening, everyone. Issa and I recently had the privilege of playing Barbie and Ken in the Barbie movie, which is pretty impactful for people who look like us. Yeah, we may not have been what first popped up in people's minds when they thought of Barbie or Ken, but that's changed. And we're hoping to continue to push the boundaries of the roles we can play. By that, of course... We mean white people roles. Oh my God, I'd love to play white people roles. No, me too. White people roles are the best. I mean, I, uh, uh, an alcoholic, divorced, single father fighting for custody. Oh yeah, um, an alcoholic housewife okay. whose husband's affair drives her deeper into alcohol. Oh, oh, how about this? How about this? An alcoholic school teacher who must put their love of alcohol aside to inspire their class of inner city youths. Oh. White people roles. Oh yeah. Good evening, everyone. Issa and I recently <clears throat> had the privilege of playing... Does anybody know where that's from? Is that from, like, TV Academy show or something like that? Um, yeah, that's that's totally that's totally fine. Let's see if this guy has it. Mm. No? All right. All right, anyway. Yeah. She don't wipe it all day, all day long. Yeah, no one else is an alcoholic. No no problem with uh, alcoholism in any other racial groups. Uh, definitely not. All right, anyway... Uh, the Fuck Whitey program is still uh, running efficiently, smooth, uninterrupted, like a well-oiled machine. Almost like there's some kind of intent behind it. That's the point of that, anyway. All right, we'll do this one, last one here. Uh, good news, everybody is about to be laid off, apparently, because of uh, <clears throat> artificial intelligence uh, in some kind of capacity. Uh, shock number 38% of U.S. companies anticipated that they will conduct layoffs in 2024. 
We experienced a tremendous amount of economic turbulence in 2023, but at least the employment market was relatively stable. Zero Hedge right here. Unfortunately, that period, period of relative stability appears to be ending. Some more good news for Bidenomics, ladies and gentlemen. The pace of layoffs really seemed to pick up steam at the end of 2023, and the outlook for the coming year is not promising at all. In fact, a survey that was conducted by Resume Builder discovered that a whopping 38% of companies in the U.S. anticipate that they will conduct layoffs in 2023. 52% uh, of them are likely to implement a hiring freeze in 2024. Half say anticipation of a recession is a reason for potential, uh, potential layoffs. Four in ten say layoffs are due to uh, replacing workers with artificial intelligence. And of course, that's one of the reasons why they say, well, see, we have to have UBI. Three in 10 companies, which will, of course, will be a death uh, nail. Three in 10 companies reducing or limp because of these hold they can hold over those people that become dependent on that those types of funds, right? But anyway, uh, three in 10 companies reducing or eliminating holiday bonuses this year. If you currently have a job that you have a value, try to hold on to it as tightly as you can. And it reminded me of, let me see if I can find that post. Was it, um, uh, let me see, while we're on. Or Telegram. Yeah, here, check this out. This is kind of interesting. Uh, Google is preparing for a, quote, unquote, sensitive event. This is more like going into 2024 here. Let me lower solution on that a little bit or lower the size on that. Uh, dear advertisers, this is a, that's a internal, well, sent out, I guess, to anybody who advertises on Google then. In February 2024, Google will update their inappropriate content policy to clarify the definition of sensitive events. A, quote, sensitive event is an unforeseen event or development that creates significant risk to Google's ability to provide high quality, relevant information and ground truth and reduce insensitive or exploitative content in prominent and monetized features. During a sensitive event, we may take a variety of actions to address these risks. And here it is, right? Examples of sensitive events include events with significant social, cultural, or political impacts, such as civil emergencies, natural disasters, public health emergencies, ugh, terrorism, and related activities, conflict, or mass acts of violence. Really now, does Google know some, something we don't? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on of this. Examples of what we prohibit, non-exhaustive. i got to go through that later, I guess. But yeah, sincerely, the Google Ads team. Oh, really now? Okay, interesting. You tell me what that is. Yeah, I don't think anything can be sensitive, I guess. But it's kind of interesting what they list there, right? Social turmoil, cultural, political impacts, civil emergencies, uh, pandemics, I guess, public, right? public health emergencies, natural disasters. Um, I don't know, maybe this is a flavor of 2024. They have their AI generative predictive models running, and they're just like, well, we, according to uh, our predictions, shit will go down in 2024. So let's prepare. Let's prepare now. Let's not tell anybody else, but we'll tell the advertisers. All right. All right. I guess that's that. That's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate you. Thank you for all the support, boys and girls. Good to be back with you again for some live streaming. It was a while ago. Check out our show with uh, Ryan. We put up yesterday. And, of course, tomorrow, uh, unless there's some radical change in the schedule, which we don't anticipate, we will do, be doing Flashback Friday starting at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, going to about 7 p.m. Eastern, and uh, that's 11 p.m. Central European time. 
And uh, we'll have Devin Stack or a Black Pill joining us for that. And again, Lana might be sitting in. We'll see what happens. But uh, we'll uh, we'll work that out here over the next uh, 24 hours or so. So tune in for that. And then we do plan on being back with a uh, Western Warrior here uh, on um, probably recorded over the weekend or, or, or Monday and then have that up either Monday or Tuesday. Uh, as usual, so definitely check out uh, RedIceMembers.com if you want to support what we do. Ten bucks a month, uh, but you can get it cheaper if you get a longer sub as well. Uh, you can sign up right now, right now at RedIceMembers.com. Uh, we have a donor box widget right there that you can use with your debit or credit card. We do have to manually activate your account, so we appreciate your patient, uh, patience as we do that. Normally, it's within 24 hours. Uh, while we were over, you know, over the last uh, week here, while we were sick, of course, we're more delayed on that. So thank you so much, everybody. Uh, who did sign up and it didn't go as quickly as normally uh, it did. So thank you for your patience. We appreciate that. You can also sign up on Odyssey or Subscribestar or uh, check out our locals, uh, by the way, too. We upload everything, uh, all the members' contents there now as well. Uh, we'd love to grow our audience over on locals because that way we can actually do, um, you know, full live streams and actually upload everything over there. Uh, we're kind of restricted because they tie you, they tie you to how many uh, subscribers you have, active, you know, paying members. So then you, you know, if you don't have X amount, you don't get as much space or storage, you know, things like that. So anyway, so that's a, that would, uh, that would help if uh, one of you guys want to sign up over there or some of you, I should say, not just one of you, but if you consider signing up, you can do it on locals uh, right now. That's a great way. Uh, all right. So obviously check out Western Warrior in the member section. That's really our flagship show, but we also have the second hour of many of our interviews. We have other exclusive videos there for you as well. We also, of course, have our executive producers. T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeeves, President Obunga, Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yaki, Dill Bob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, We also have Purple Haze, Colin Marriott, Kami Combo Deal, The Dearborn Toxic Event, Brendan and Brendan Anthony as our executive producers. Also, thanks to our producers, Mr. Walker696, Johansson, Leroy Dumont, Snark Pop, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Yuri New, Obadiah Hakeswell, Perfect Brute, Single Action Army, HB Lovecraft, and a couple of new ones here, Dixie Drone Force, Trevor, Der Schwabe, and Sonata for Violin. If we get any of those names wrong, you can always reach out to us. And if you have signed up for one of these tiers recently, but you're not yet in kind of the circulation, if you will, uh, just reach out to us and we'll get you in there as soon as possible. Not our intention to miss out and miss your name in there. Uh, you can get one of those tiers at Odyssey or Subscribestar or RedEyesMembers.com uh, right now. So thank you, guys. We appreciate all of you. Let me do a, a last scan, make sure we're caught up and I didn't miss anything. I think we got it. Let me check entropy one more time. Sometimes that goes down during the stream too. Uh, all right, I think we're caught up everywhere. Merch link. People say, yeah, we don't have any merch link yet uh, because we don't uh, we don't have any. We don't have any inventories. We're uh, we're going to get that. We're going to get that this year. Uh, new prints are being worked on, and we're going to get a bunch of stuff in there. So thank you guys. We appreciate your support. Anyway, thank you guys for watching today. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you guys uh, tomorrow for Flashback Friday with Devin Stack, aka Black Pilled. Be there, 5 p.m. Eastern or 11 p.m. Central European time. Take care, stay strong, everybody. Keep fighting, and uh, we'll be back with more. More with Mur. We'll be back with Mur soon. See you later. <laughs> Take care, everybody.
Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash RedIce. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.